The Jet Set Breakfast. Music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. Which team seems to take us rather well into our next interview. We're looking at uh, conservation efforts under strain with regards to COVID-19 and the pandemic. On the line with us, we've got Tatiana von Bormann. She's the Policy and Futures Unit Acting Head of the World Wildlife, uh, World Wildlife Fund. Is that correct? It's the worldwide fund for nature, but it's close enough. But, yes, oh, but so it's not actually the WWF. A couple of years ago, it changed um, to indicate that it was not, we no longer just about wildlife, but rather about the complex environmental challenges that face us across the board. I had a complete like brain freeze. The worldwide <laughs> fund for nature, Tatiana. I'm so sorry. it's not easy. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't follow logically from the acronym. It actually is easy and one should know that for sure. <laughs> Tatiana, let's talk about um, a very different future that we're moving into. And when it comes to conservation, and certainly the world um, that uh, South Africa talks to a lot, which is around tourism as well and conservation tourism. What can we look towards in the future? Well, Michelle, in the, in the very near future, I think the prospects look dire. You know, there's the, the both local tourism and international tourism have been put on hold. And our parks, both private and um, public parks, depend heavily, you know, to to the extent of, you know, for private parks, it's obviously 100%. And for our public parks, it's upward of 80% in terms of income revenue generated by tourism. So in the short term, there is is a scramble to try and keep um, those parks in order and people employed and Mm. things functioning. In the longer term, I think many are looking at different models, different um, ways of generating income. Certainly, uh, the private parks are going to need to understand what a business model looks like that includes at least some local travel. And um, for the public parks, I think this becomes not just a South African challenge or regional challenge because this spreads right up through Africa, the, the impact on conservation tourism. But we need to start looking at a global solution where these protected biodiversity assets become an asset of the planet, which they absolutely yeah. are, and mechanisms are, are provided to support them beyond just the tourism dollar or the the country themselves. So if we look at um, conservation right now, obviously one of the critical concerns is around livelihoods and I suppose the resources that we have. Does this provide an opportunity or is it just pure disruption and uh, difficulty? It's a good question. I mean, in many ways, um, those of us in the environmental sector and and, um, actually across society have been saying we were we needed a disruption to change the way we were doing things. We were headed in the wrong direction. There were so many of our big provisioning systems had these comorbidities, these cracks running through them. Now the disruption has happened and there's partly this immediate sense of needing to rush to rescue and relief. And then there's this idea of of how do we use this to build longer term resilience. And I think in the the short term, there has to be this this effort to rescue. I mean, and in fact, our government has prioritized people's health above all else. And that's 
that's a very encouraging um, indication that we will be able to reorder our society so that the the type of impact we've seen on vulnerable communities is is at least diminished in the future, if not completely um, solved. So I haven't really answered your, answered your question, but I think it's a very difficult one, and it's something that we all need to be thinking yeah. together about right now. You know, I'm thinking about, and we will have to go to a break, but but I'm thinking about, for example, if you are a game ranger or someone who is protecting rhino against poaching, then what is your position now in this particular uh, time? Well, you know, for the anti-poaching units, they've had to keep them very much um, on the ground. Yeah. And that's, you know, that that remains a very real risk. So, it, you know, I probably think... Probably a greater you, risk even. Sorry? I said yeah, probably even yeah. a greater risk, yeah. Mm. I think that the, the concern is for those who work in hospitality um, and, and those dimensions of tourism. Those are the things where there simply is no income coming in for those. And, and also a lot of the... So, so some budgets had been allocated and people have a certain a certain horizon where there's still income coming in. But but because we have no new um, uh, tourism rands or dollars coming in, it's, it's the longer term that's a real worry. So you do work in the Policy and Futures Unit, and I suppose what you're doing right now is you're scenario planning. You're looking at the best and you're looking at the worst case. Give us a brief... Worst case, give us a more hopeful best case. So the worst case is that we learn nothing at this point, Hmm. that in our anxiety to rush back to um, a functioning economy, we don't use this disruption to fix the divide between rich and poor, to find ways to be less resource intensive, less impactful on the environment. I mean, we've seen how this virus has risen out of our impact on the environment. We continue, you know, instead of, we use the cheap oil price to double our consumption in fossil fuels. We drive up um, emissions more rapidly than before, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you can Mm. fill in the gaps. Everyone sees where we could be going. You have 30 seconds to give us a good scenario. Good scenario. (laughs) We start deep community engagement. We work from grassroots up. We deliver democratic decision-making. We broaden access to resources. We shift off fossil fuels. We shift to new um, technological models. And we work in a collaborative way to, to solve this now, not waiting for the next crisis. Fantastic. Tatiana von Bormann, Policy and Futures Unit, acting head for the Worldwide Fund for Nature. And I love that they have like expanded into nature as well. It includes the bees, it includes the plants, and it includes everything that we love here in South Africa as well.